That's a good one. Might have to sing that one again next week. It is time for Children's Church. Maggie, are you in charge of Children's Church today? All right, y'all follow Miss Maggie to my left and to your right if you're going to Children's Church. Those of you who are staying in the service this morning, please turn in your Bibles to the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 6. Genesis chapter 6. All right, we, we need to pray this morning for this section. <laughs> Everything else is looking pretty good, but, but from here to, to, to carry, I mean, it, we need to pray for these people, amen? Get them back. Last week, as we continued in our series of unbelievable miracles, we saw that God did perform an unbelievable miracle when he created man. We learned that every other creature God created, he just spoke them into existence, but not with man. God formed man from the ground with his very hands and then breathed life into his, his body through his nostrils. Now, I want to ask God about that when I, I get to heaven. You know, why his nostrils? Billy, why didn't he just breathe into his mouth? Is that, is that, listen to Desi. I should have, I should have asked Desi. It would have been resuscitation. He was breathing life into him. Okay. But he breathed into his nostrils. We learned that, that, uh, that God formed man in his likeness as one who was to partake of God and enter, uh, that enters into his own rest. And that indeed we are special. We learn that God's motivation for creating man, listen, God's motivation for creating man, even though he knew that man would rebel and turn his back on him, this was his motivation, was to express and experience love. God wanted man to choose him. And God today still wants man to choose him. We saw through our scriptures that God provided for man, God gave man worth, God gave man direction, and God gave man bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. When he took the rib of Adam, a bone that surrounded and protected his own heart, and made his helper a woman. I heard a preacher, and I, I just about inserted this last week. Since I didn't do it last week, I'll do it this week. Is that Okay. I heard a preacher once preach on this, this same scripture years ago, Glenn, and he said, God, he didn't say God made woman. He said, God made woman. That's good, isn't it? I think it was original with him, though. We then saw God has done all of this and so, so much more for man of today, and yet man still rebels against God. We learn that God still desires for man to choose him. Now, church, the theme of this, the theme of this series is unbelievable miracles that took place in Scripture and they're so unbelievable that if we tried to tell somebody about them, that they wouldn't believe them apart from God, right? So this morning, we're going to look at another one. Today, we're going to look and see an unbelievable miracle, the miracle of Noah's ark. Now, we've all heard the story. We've heard it time and time again in, in Sunday school, vacation Bible school. We've told our children. I mean, you, you go to the, the Bible section or the religious section, children's, and you'll see all kinds of, of information and, and children's storybooks about 
Noah's Ark. You even have the, the finger puppets in there, you know, of the animals. We know the story, but I hope that you'll see something new today. Every time I pick up my Bible, I find something new. Do you hear me? Every time I try, I, I read through an event and I think, think okay, I've, I have exasperated all, I, I've, I've, I've learned it all. I, God shows me something new. God shows me that I'm not as smart as I think I am, Ricky. He does that to all of us if we'll pay attention. So let's look at Genesis chapter 6. Genesis chapter 6. And Moses records, he says, When mankind began to multiply on earth and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of man were beautiful, and they took and, uh, any they chose as wives for themselves. And the Lord said, My spirit will not remain with mankind forever, because they are corrupt. Their, their days will be 120 years. The Nephilim were on the earth, both in those days and afterwards, when the sons of God came to the daughters of man, who were children uh, to them, and bore children to them, they were powerful men of old, the famous men. When the Lord saw that man's wickedness was widespread on the earth, and that every scheme his mind thought of was nothing but evil, get this, all of the time, all of the time, the Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth. And he was grieved in his heart. Then the Lord said, I will wipe off the face of the earth, man who I created, together with animals, creatures that crawl, the birds that are the, of the sky, for I regret that I made them. Noah, however found favor in the eyes of the Lord. These are the family records of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among his contemporaries. Noah walked with God, and Noah fathered three sons, Shem, Ham, and Jabeth. You know, I've seen a lot of people name their children after biblical characters, but Jesse, to this day, I've never heard anybody name their son Ham. <laughs> I, I hadn't. So Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Jabeth. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight, and the earth was filled with violence. God saw how corrupt the earth was, for all the flesh had corrupted its way on the earth. Then God said to Noah, I have decided to put an end to all flesh, for the earth is filled with violence. Because of them, therefore, I am going to destroy them along with the earth." Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make, make rooms in the ark and cover it with pitch inside and outside. This is how you are to make it. The ark will be 450 foot long, feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. You are to make a roof finishing the sides of the ark to be within 18 inches of a roof. You are to put a floor in, in the side of the ark Make it with, with lower, middle, and upper decks. Understand that I am bringing a deluge, floodwaters on the earth, to destroy all flesh under heaven with, uh, with, 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 the, with, uh, with the breath of life in it. Everything on earth will die, but I will establish my covenant with you, and you will enter the ark with your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives. 
You are also to bring into the ark two of every living uh, thing of, of all flesh, male and fl- female, to keep them alive with you. Let's pray. Our Father in God, we come to you again asking forgiveness of our sins. Lord, we pray that you would bless the reading of your word. We pray that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts. Lord, help us, help us, help us even now to feel your spirit, to fill us as the song sang a few minutes ago. Fill us, Lord. Some of us might have a a half half full cup. Lord, I pray that you would fill us full right now this morning. Be with us right now as we enter this time where we open your word and rightly divide it. In Jesus' name I do pray. And all God's children say Amen. Now listen to me. If I went out on the street today, if I decided, okay, this is it, this is the message, this is what I can read, this is what I can help people to see and to understand, if I went out this, just on River Street today and saw the people who were you know, recovering from last night's events and I tried to witness to them and I did it solely upon this event, this story in our Bible, they wouldn't believe it. They wouldn't believe it. You, you mean to tell me that God created all this, this sovereign, loving, merciful God that you say he is, and now he's going to destroy all of mankind because he's just, he's tired of it. Well, to them it makes no sense. And even to Christians, sometimes that might not, not make sense. But I want you to understand something. God is a righteous God. He is a righteous God, and because he is righteous, he cannot put up with sin. He cannot. Well, Brother Kyle, we we sin every single day. Yeah, but if we look at this intently, the level of sin that's taking place is unbelievable. And as I read through this, and I studied this this past week, Sonia, it, it just, what must he be thinking about today? What, what must he be thinking about today, Brother Frank? I, I just, I, I don't get it. We're accepting things that are unacceptable in the eyes of God. Well, Brother Kyle, what are you talking about? And unacceptable in the sides of God. If it doesn't line up with the Word of God, listen to me. Let me tell you something. It's wrong. Well, that's just your opinion. No, that, that's God's authority. It doesn't matter what your opinion is. If it doesn't line up with the Word of God, you're going against the grain of God's righteousness and His authority. What was going on in those days, Brother Kyle? I don't know the depth of it, but I know God didn't like it. And listen to me, church. If God doesn't like it, we shouldn't like it. We shouldn't like it. So what do we see this morning? There are so many, church, so many unbelievable things about this event. Things that if you were to tell people, it would be hard for them to believe. And without God, again, church, without God being a part of this story, it would be truly unbelievable. I wouldn't believe it. Apart from God, apart from it being in the Word of God, is there anybody who'd believe it? You're like, man, that's a great story. John Grisham would have, I mean, he, he just, he would have, this is great. This is a great story. But God, well, let me just tell you a few. These are just a few. Unbelievable, church is unbelievable that God was so grieved in his heart that he created man. Again, I don't know what was taking place. C- can you imagine grieving the heart of God? Now, I know, listen, I I know, I know, I know that there were times when I grieved my parents' heart. 
I did. My, my dad, listen, my dad was a, a, an honor roll. Uh, you know, he, he was all the, the stuff and then some in, in high school. And when he got out of school, he was basically a son of a sharecropper. And back in those days, they didn't have fast for loans. If you went to college, you paid for it, and he had no money. So he paid his way through college, and he did some things that tore him up mentally to pay himself through college. And then he has a son that's not so good in school. You know, I imagine I grieved my parents' heart every time I brought my report cards home every nine weeks. I, I do. I believe that I probably grieved my parents' heart when, when you know, parents up the street would call and say, listen, you, your son just dropped the telephone through the glass door. You're going to have to pay for it. I mean, I, I grieved my, father, my parents' heart many, many, many times. But can you imagine what the Scripture says is their wickedness grieved God's heart. How deep and how, what, what was the depth of the, that, that wickedness? What could they have been doing? We, we know that there were certain sins that were rampant in that day, but what could they, our scripture this morning says, all the time. It was constant. It was never ending. But there's something else unbelievable about this event, that God's initials thought were destroy, to destroy everything. To destroy everything. You know, as I thought about this and I looked at this, God destroying everything. And, and, and his main focus was man because of wickedness. We're God's children. So I got to thinking, you know, I, I, I had three children. And, and there were times, y'all, listen, there were times where, where they, they got disciplined. We still have the paddle. I still have the paddle hanging up in our, our little storage room. I, I had to wear one of them. Half to, I had to beat him half to death, y'all. And sometimes it'd work and sometimes it wouldn't. I mean, there, there were times with, with, with Kyle Jr., I, I, I wanted to go to a lumber yard and get a two before because the paddle wasn't working. Really. But it never crossed my mind to kill him. I'm just going to kill him. I, it never crossed my mind. I'm sick of this. I'm sick, of, I'm, I'm sick and tired of every time I, I've told them as much as we do for them, much as we give them, much as we provide for them. I, I'm sick and tired of going to their room. All I ask is for them to clean their room. I'm sick of it. I'm killing y'all. That, that never entered my mind. I mean, I, I, it never entered my mind. But God looked upon his creation and his greatest creation, man, the one, the one part of creation where he formed with our hands, and he says, I'm ready to kill them all. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. But then he looked at the level of wickedness that covered the earth. Look at verse 5 again. Verse 5 says this, When the Lord saw that man's wickedness was widespread on the earth, that every scheme, every scheme his mind thought of was nothing but evil all the time, the Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. That's unbelievable. I mean, God is God. He knew what this man was going to do, and he still created. But he got to the point, he got to the point where he was done. 
That's unbelievable. But there's something else that's unbelievable. We've all seen the depictions. We've all seen the pictures. Uh, I think there's one at Bob Jones University. Y'all, I've told y'all this. Listen, we have got, Carrie, we've got to get our senior adults to Bob Jones University. I know it's four hours away. We, we'll, we'll figure something out. They have the second largest art exhibit, Christian religious art exhibit, second to the Vatican at Bob Jones University in South Carolina. It's unbelievable, phenomenal. But there's one picture of, I think, of Noah loading the animals on the ark. Y'all remember the song? The Lord told Noah. How does it go? The Lord told to build an arky, arky, and, and loaded the animals two by twosies. Y'all remember that? In our minds, we're just like, how in the world? How, how in the world? And we think, we think, you know, well, God told him to do it. But our scripture this morning says God told Noah to do it. How did he get all them animals in there, Billy? How, how, how did he trap them? How did he guide them? How did he direct them? I don't believe it was as easy as what the picture shows. You know, you see them you know, walking in line. You know, I don't think it was that easy. It could have been. We, we don't know. But how in the world did he get all those animals on the ark? I don't know. It's unbelievable. Here's something else, that no one else on the earth would believe in the hundred years it took to build the ark. Nobody would believe. Nobody. They'd stop by. They'd hear rumors. In a hundred years, Janelle, they heard about, did you hear about that crazy guy out there in the woods? I mean, he's cleared this long mass of land, and he, he's building a ship where it's not close to water. He's nuts. Mr. Noah, why, why are you doing this? I'm, I'm sure there were people who cast stones at him, but Mr. Holman, I, I believe there were people who walked up and said, look, you know, I'm intrigued. People say you're nuts. I don't know whether you are or not, man. I just want to know, why, why are you doing this? Why, why are you doing this? It's got to be costing you everything. Well, why are you doing this? Well, let me tell you, God's getting ready to wipe everything out. Do what? I'd be scared enough to at least look into it, be intrigued enough to maybe investigate a little bit closer. But in a hundred years, it took to build the ark. Not one other person. That shows the depth of wickedness that we don't understand we see in our scripture this morning. It's unbelievable. This one got me. Unbelievable. From the time of creation... To this point in time, scholars believe, was 1,656 years. So from the time of all creation to the time we see Noah building the ark, it was around 656 years. Y'all know what it had never done in 1,656 years? Rained. It had never rained. I don't know about y'all, but this past week when we got some rain, I, I wanted to go out there and, and, and dance like David in a, little, in a loincloth around the ark. Really? I wouldn't have. I would have wore a bathing suit, okay? But I wanted to. Why? Because, listen, I, I don't know what. My, my lips have been getting numb here lately from all the pollen. Amy looked at me the other day. She said, what's wrong with you? Because I was, you know, I said, my tongue is numb. It, it's numb. I mean, the pollen's crazy. So when the rain came, hey, listen, I wanted to dance around in the rain. But can you imagine? I loved rain when I was a kid. I loved, I, I'm one of those crazy people. I love thunderstorms. 
Anytime there's a thunderstorm on the Georgetown Community Facebook page, people, people are like, is that fireworks? Are they shooting bombs? I'm just like, no, it's, it, it, it's thunder. But can you imagine never seeing rain? Explaining to somebody that for 1,656 years, Tashonda, it had never rained? Jim, it was getting ready to. It was going to rain in several different ways, and one was the, the righteous judgment of God. But the most unbelievable things about this event, now I'm going to tell you about it. As Paul Harvey used to say, now it's time to hear the rest of the story. Ricky, you didn't answer that. You, you remember old Paul, don't you? Church, every single page of this Bible is about Jesus. Every single page of this Bible is about Jesus. It is his story. History. It is his story. Every page of this Bible points towards Jesus and points man to Jesus. And that is exactly what we see that took place in this event this morning. It all points to Jesus, the one and only Son of God. Church, Noah's ark visually, visually represents the gospel message in the ark as a type or a picture of Jesus Christ. We know from our scripture this morning that it grieved the heart of God that he created man because of the wickedness he saw on the earth. Church, in his holiness, he must judge and punish sin. He always has. He always will. For the wages of sin is death. Romans 6, 23. Now, just as God is holy, he is also merciful. I thank God for his mercy. I should have been gone a long time ago. A long time ago. But church, we see in our scripture this morning, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Genesis 6, 8 tells us that. And he provided a way of salvation. He built an ark. During the time, uh, the, the Bible tells us that Noah was a preacher of righteousness. It's seen in 2 Peter 2, 5 pleading with all to repent of their sin and find refuge in the ark of God, is not willing, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, seen in 2 Peter 3, 9. Church, Noah's ark visually represents the beautiful message of Jesus Christ. It's unbelievable. But do you know something else that it, it visualizes or gives us a type and a picture to? The rapture of Jesus Christ. The rapture of the church when Jesus comes. Well, Brother Kyle, I don't see it. What are you talking about? God is going to come and take his church, remove his church before he brings judgment on this earth. It's a type. It's a picture of the rapture of the church to come. But there's more to see. There's more to see. There, there, are, there, there are images of Christ portrayed in the ark offers many parallels. When you look at the ark and you look at Jesus, they're parallels that you can't deny. Here they are. Listen to the, the number one. The ark that should save all man, that would save all mankind, was constructed of wood. It was constructed of wood. The cross upon which Jesus died that would bring redemption to man was constructed of wood. 
Brother Kyle, you know, okay, okay. I mean, you know, look, hold on. Well, what else were they going to build with back then? Steel, iron? I mean, come on. You don't understand. Wood redeemed Noah and his family. It got them through. It saved them. The cross of Calvary, both were made of wood. The cross of Calvary saved fallen man today. Without the cross, we wouldn't be here today. Without the cross, we'd have no hope, no, no, no grace, no mercy. We would not have the, the, the promise of all eternity without the cross of Jesus. Well, that's, that's pretty good, Brother Kyle. Hold, hold on. Are there any other parallels? I'm glad you asked, Alan. Settle down. I'm going to give you another one. You ready? Here's another parallel between the ark and Jesus. Noah was instructed to make a single door in the side of the ark. Y'all remember? He was instructed to make a single door in the side of the ark, and it was the only entrance into the ark. And access was controlled by who? By God. Access was controlled by God. God shut the door before the floods came. Likewise, Jesus said that he is the door, that no one comes to the Father except through him. Jesus is the door. You can try to get to heaven any way you possibly can. You can try to be good enough, pretty enough, rich enough, sweet enough, sorry enough, but there's only one way you're going to get to heaven, and that's through the door of Jesus Christ. If you try any other door, you're not going to make it. Well, Brother Kyle, I, I just, you know, I believe kind of like Oprah does because Oprah said there's many ways to heaven. Well, listen, Oprah's going to find her way to hell if she doesn't find the door. And along with anybody else who's like-minded thinking. Oh, Brother Kyle, that's your opinion. No, that's scriptural truth. If you do not stand with scripture, you're, sink, you're standing on sinking sand. I stand with God on this. God said it and I believe it. But there's another parallel. Y'all, Desi, you're going to like this one. You probably already know it though. Here we go. Listen. Noah was instructed to cover the ark with a covering of pitch within and without. The pitch sealed the ark and made it watertight so that all inside would be saved. The blood of Jesus covers the sin of all who put their faith and trust in him. And his blood, and his blood, and his blood alone seals, gives us a seal of security on those who believe in him. I am saved by the blood of Jesus. Oh, listen, when, I, when you accepted Jesus, you saw that blood all over you? I didn't see it, but it's there. It's there. Just as the Hebrew children had to go around the outside of the doorpost putting the pure lamb's blood over the doorpost to keep them safe from the, the angel of death that night. Listen, the blood of Jesus is over every person who's accepted them as their personal Savior. I am saved and sealed just like the ark by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen? Church, we have another parallel. The ark carried all of its righteous passengers safely to the destination that God had prepared for them. Let me read that again. The ark carried all of its passengers safely to the destination 
that God had prepared for them. Listen to what Jesus said. He said, let your heart not be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. Just like the ark. Just like the ark. Church, I have told you many times that I do not know why in the world God would do all that he does for us. I do not know why he continues to put up with us today. It is absolutely mind-numbing the display God has provided for every man to see and know that God is alive and well, that he does indeed care for us. He wants a relationship personally with us, and yet most people deny God by not accepting his free gift of salvation, or they turn their back on God at some point in their life. Church, he provided through the death of his son. What more could God do to show his love? What more? What more could God do to show his love? Listen to me. What miracle do you need to see right now with your own eyes that you've not already seen? What is it? Pray for it, that God would reveal it to you. I prayed that prayer in the woods in in TKK, South Carolina years ago. I said, God, if you are real, prove yourself to me. I wasn't mocking God, but in his time, he did that very thing. He proved himself to me. And since that time, Billy, he's proved himself to me over and over and over and over and over again. What more does God have to do to show you he loves you? Do you know my Jesus? Do you know him? Do you want to come down to this altar right now and spend time with the God who saved you just the same way he saved Noah and his family? Let's all stand. Heads bowed and eyes closed. Fathers, we come to you at the end of this sermon, Lord. We come to you asking forgiveness of our sins. Lord, it grieves my heart that I have grieved your heart. I pray that your righteous Holy Spirit would move this morning. That we might see ourselves the way you see us. In Jesus' name I do pray. With all heads bowed and all eyes closed, do you need to come this morning? And just spend some time at the altar? Will you come? If you're here this morning and you've never accepted Christ as your personal Savior... Will you come? Let me show you what Scripture says every person must do to be born again. Will you come?